Podcast. I'm Lick Dog and I'm joined by the magnificent Foz Daddy as we head into Fantasy Fest 2 Electric Boogaloo. Foz, how are you, you beautiful human being? Yeah, I'm good. I'm just bracing myself for the uh, the carnage that's to come. How are you, Lick? I'm well. I'm well. It's been a little while since we've caught up with you on the pod. How's life going, mate? How are you coping? And, and, and importantly, how is your Supercoach season playing out? Uh, I'm, I'm coping okay. In, in terms of the Supercoach, I'm just inside the top 1,000, so I'm pretty happy with where I sit at the moment, um, but keen to, keen to use the buys to try and boost myself up a little bit higher this year. That's awesome news. That's uh, You should be very proud of yourself, mate. That's well done. The, the community is really representing this week really uh this week this year this season it's been a, a big year for the community everyone seems to be doing well even i've scraped my way into the top um eight or so thousand let's progress it's a huge buy around it's another buy around for super coaches we've got three more trades we can use this week and it is a buy around so the teams missing out this week will be gold coast north north melbourne port adelaide western bulldogs geelong cats and st gilda football club Foz, head-to-head leagues are off this round. I believe that's the same for draft as well. So we'll touch on some tactics for league players, but I think primarily we're going to focus on uh, ranked today. How does that sound? Sounds beautiful, mate. Let's go. All right. So I think the first thing to do before we get into the tactics of who to trade and why you should try and trade primos or not, let's talk rookies because... If you're cashing someone down to bring in some upgrades, you're still going to need someone to bring in. Preference is they're probably playing football. Affordable, but probably a little too pricey for us. Are guys like Jake Riccardi. He's already jumped up to $173,000 after scoring 94 on the weekend. His break-even is negative 73. So... My question to you, Foz, is a guy like Jake Riccardi, who's got a really low break-even, going to make plenty of cash. Is there any point in bringing an elevated-priced rookie in at this stage? Is cash generation still key, or should we be looking to the bargain basement guys? I, I don't think cash generation is uh, as important as it has been in, in previous rounds. Um, however, I do think there is still value in bringing in uh, Jake, even at his uh, elevated price, because... This round, more than any, you're going to be trying to scramble for those blokes to fill your side. And if you can find a cheaper player who's going to score, you know, anything, I guess, for some people, um, you know, that's that's potentially going to be the difference between going back a couple hundred places in rank and going forward a couple hundred places in rank. So Jake Riccardi, bringing him in is still an option in your mind. I think so. I think that it he's not going to make a lot of cash. I mean, he will make a bit of cash, but not enough to really upgrade to a premium. Um, but if you're looking to bring him in at this stage of the season, you're probably not looking uh, for his cash generation. You're looking for his points output, and that's going to be better than the next best rookie 
sort of around that price, which is uh, Mosquito. Um, so I'd be looking at bringing him in just to, you know, give you a bit of a breathing room and, and a bit of relief uh, scoring in the in the fact that there's going to be a massive buy with a lot of lot of players out this round. We're recording this on Monday night, so we have seen the teams. We do know Mosquito's playing. Not a guy I'm targeting, break-even, negative 26. Xavier O'Neill playing for West Coast. He's 150K mid, break-even, negative 20. Not a guy I'm targeting. Harry Schonberg, he's all the way up at 190K. Named on the ball, which is exciting for owners. Not a guy I'm looking to bring in. There's some options that we can consider if Thomas Fullerton plays again. You know, he... Scored 54 in his debut or in his first game for, they're the same words, debut and first game. For Brisbane Lions, he scored 54 points. Uh, He's cheap. He's a forward option. Someone you can look at if you don't want to spend the extra 50K on Riccardi, Monaro, Monario, Monaro, 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 Frederick, if he comes back into that Fremantle side, is still really cheap. But I do think you're right, Foz. I think Jake Riccardi's the one we should be looking at in the forward line. People who are hoping that Jordan Butts would play, he has not been named. But in defence, we do still have Bailey Williams for West Coast defence ruck swing. He is still playing, despite only scoring 39 supercoach points. If you're desperate for a defender, he might be the one you have to look at. Yeah, he's a, he's a definitely one of the cheaper options. You are missing out on... He's not a rookie, but he is rookie priced in Ben Stratton. He's coming off the rest. He's coming off the rest. And he's ready to go. Will Day's been managed this week, so it means that Strats is going to have that rebounding, you know, precision kicking role that we love. Yeah, but Stratton, watch. He is up to 183k, and interestingly enough, break even of 27. They've been pretty generous to him. 82% chance of hitting that this game. So the 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 pundits that run Supercoach are feeling good about his form at the moment, coming off a huge 45 back in round 13 when he last played. At the end of the day, we're not going to have a heap of rookies to choose from this week. If you're desperate for rookies, bring in one that's playing ahead of one that's not. The guy at the top of the list should be Riccardi. But, you know, my focus this week is to get in as many points as possible. And that's looking at primos. And Foz, I propose this to you. For people who traded out, this might not apply to people who traded out Lockie Neal last week, but it's the same tactic. I'm looking at guys like Patrick Dangerfield, Mitch Duncan. I'm looking at even considering trading out Jackson, McRae, Foz. Am I nuts? This, this is a rank play, obviously, not a league play. Am I crazy for wanting to trade out Jack McRae? I think you are. Uh, it, it's very... Um... It, it depends on the uh, the premiums that you're looking to trade out, I think. I think last week with Lockie Neal and this week with McRae, it's a silly move because both have been really reliable uh, vice-captain, captain options uh, throughout the entire season. So having that is really invaluable. And you saw it last week when people uh, went away from Tom Mitchell and, and then went into McRae, even though Titch scored 122, uh, all over every scored, um, people were let down by McRae with you know a 95. So having that extra captaincy option on your field is really important and it's going to um, add you know, a lot of value to your side that you might not have if you trade out a McRae. But players like a Duncan, I'm looking at myself to trade out. Um, I just think that there are players that are similar 
to, to him that it will be playing the rest of the season, whereas Duncan's missing around. Um, so I guess it really comes down to, to which premiums you're looking at trading at and whether they're a, a viable captaincy option. Well, I'm personally, I'm looking to finish off my side. I've got a little bit of kitty in the bank, not a lot. A trade of Jack McRae, break even 170, costs $673,000. If I trade him, I only need a couple hundred grand and I can bring in like a Stephen Gunigliog and another 500k player. I could bring in Josh, and I'm not necessarily advising this, but Josh Kennedy at $417,000, 96 on the weekend, and a Stephen Gunigliog, and then still have cash left over to do another upgrade if I need to with my third trade. Just giving, it's offering a lot of flexibility. I do take your point. Mitch Duncan's an interesting one. He's had a very good year. You bought him up, 525 grand, averaging 107 this year. And it's only had it really had two poor games. One, he was injured and scored 13. And one was on the weekend and he scored 80, which, you know, is not awful. His break-even's only 104. So you're not ge- probably generating cash if you trade him. Who are you looking to move a guy like Mitch Duncan to and is the sideways trade justifiable? I'm not completely sold on trading him just yet. I still have to deal with the potential absence of uh, Josh Kelly. Uh, so I haven't decided yet whether I'll do it. But one player that I've been looking at the last, or at least last week and, and previously in the season and haven't pulled the trigger on yet is um, is your man Stephen Knigliog. Um, because in a side without Callum Ward, he's played really well. He's... I think it's like a 30-point swing from you know, when he, his average when he plays with him compared to his average when he doesn't play with him. Um, it's a massive difference. Fantasy Froco tweeted it a couple of weeks ago, and Callum Ward's going to miss the next three weeks. So that's definitely a, an option for me. I think at you know, sub, oh, just around 500K, I think he is, then he provides a lot of value. And as you said earlier, it's definitely about, at this stage of the season, finding as, as much value as you can. Now, he's had... Well, you're going to say it's an up and down season. He's had a couple of scores around the 50s. He's had quite a few scores well above 100. And coming up against Carlton, missed a couple of games from their last three looking at uh, the Herald Sun site. But in 2018, he absolutely demolished us. He's a Blues man. He scored 157 Supercoach points. And that was all the way back in 2018. But he, he look... I've seen enough games of Carlton v GWS and of Carlton v most clubs to know that Stephen Ganigliog is going to score points. Josh Kelly is unlikely to play. I think they've just about confirmed that he won't play uh, just because the short turnaround and he's been at like the dentist and stuff getting that jaw checked. So if you're a Kelly owner, I'm I'm advocating trading him. Well, he, he's still got quite a bit of value as well. But Stephen Ganigliog, I think that's a really, really good trade-in option. Josh Kennedy, I mentioned him before. Any interest in the old vet from Sydney Swans? $417,000. Not personally, no. Um, like he's He's been a really good player for a long period of time, but um, I just don't think that the ability to score big is really there anymore. They're looking more towards the youngsters and... And obviously Luke Parker's leading that charge and even he's not scoring that well at the moment, unfortunately. Um, but I just don't think that the, the consistency really is in the is in the legs of Josh Kennedy anymore. Luke Ryan owners, particularly coaches who just bought him in and he 
and even some who within our very own community patch <coughs> captained him uh, for 67 points. His break even is 158. Is he a guy that you're just going to back in to continue pumping out the huge scores he's, he's been pumping out this year, or is it a, a panic trade before he loses too much value? Well, there's talk of him missing this week, so it'll be it'll be interesting to, interesting to see if he can get up. But I've been trying to not trade him in, and I, I didn't end up getting him because uh, I kept thinking that there were less there were going to be less games at Optus Stadium than there were, and I, um, he scores a lot better at Optus Stadium than he doesn't um, when he plays elsewhere. And his run home obviously is all going to be away from home, so um, I'm not going to be looking at getting him in anytime soon. And uh, if you do have him and he's going to miss this week, he could be one of those options to, to trade out. But fantastic player, and I'm sure Damo's going to oppose this uh, view, but I, I would be looking to, to hold him if I, if I had him. Yeah, I suspect you, you just hold him. You've paid big bucks for him or you've ridden the wave, but does have a high break even. You could make over 120 grand stadium, trading him down to, well, Damo, my favourite player, Stephen May, who just continues to roll on. What a man he is, 149 on the weekend. St Kilda just kept kicking it to him. Still only in 2,000 teams. I love him as an option. I just think he's he's put enough runs on the board to consider him um, and lock him into your sides. But there's, there's actually a surprising amount of value this week. And obviously, community, if you're out there playing for rank, you want to get one of the big boys. You want to get Jake Lloyd. You want to jump on Nick Nat. I probably wouldn't suggest that one. But Jake Lloyd, Tom Mitchell, Zach Merritt, Lockie Neal. I think you just you just do that. You invest in the in the guys. But there is a lot of value, uh, Foz Daddy. There is a lot of value. Andrew Gaff, even Ed Kerno's playing well lately. David Mundy has seemingly t- like added another three years to his career. In the last few weeks, he's on fire, averaging 111 over his last five. And on the weekend, 123 backed up his 131. He is a, he's a beast, mate. Yeah, he's been, it looks like he's been rejuvenated over in the West. You know, all those youngsters coming through and, and, and taking a fair bit of the load off him and Fife. And, and obviously Fife's gone forward and Mundy, is, he's playing a slightly different role. You know, but he's still finding plenty of the pill and, and still, you know, scoring really well. So he's obviously a very surprising uh, I guess option. No one really would have looked at him as a as a really super coach classic sort of player this year, but he's you know, he's done pretty well in the second half of the season. Of these following players that are all gonna be below five hundred and fifty grand, if you're looking for your M eight option, which one of these guys sticks out to you as the best one? You got Dane Zorko. Matt Crouch, I think Brad Crouch is coming back into the Adelaide lineup this week. Ed Langdon, David Mundy, Andrew Gaff, Ed Kerno, and Stephen Ganigliog, we discussed. And then Patrick Cripps, but there is actually some concerns over his knee this week. And Andrew McGrath, another one. All around the 500k mark, all averaging over 106 plus over the last three games. All very cheap, all very good options. Yeah, you, you missed one that I'm really surprised that you missed, Leck, and that's Sam Walsh. Um, and I, I really like him as an option, as a potential pot option, whether he's, you know, that selection for, for the rest of this season or next year. But his role in the last few weeks has been really good and he's, you know, had some quite... Apart from the 52 against Hawthorne, he's had a 115, a 140, the 52, then the 
114, 123, 98, and then 113. And he's just playing really good footy. You know, finding plenty of the pill and using it really well. And, you know, he's got he's got a massive tank and he's just an endurance beast and, and just keeps going through every contest. And I just love him. But don't know if I'll get him. Uh, I think I'll probably just stick with Canelio just based on what I was talking about earlier. But but Walsh, he's a, he's a superstar, mate. Yeah, no, he is. And I'm glad you brought him up. I, I'm not sure how I missed him, to be honest. We... I almost bloody started him at the start of the year. So that's how invested I am into this man's career. But the role has changed slightly. He's becoming our most stable player at the Blues and he's hitting the scoreboard a lot, which is helping his scoring. He's just involved in just about every play we score from. So absolutely, I'm not going to bring him into my team because I feel like I'll curse him. (laughs) But I absolutely encourage others to take a punt on him at 517 grand uh he's only in in 4.8 percent of teams so great pickup and you know how to butter me up mate you absolutely know how to butter me up (laughs) so let's (laughs) let's talk rucks because max gorn returned from injury and it was like he never bloody left 135 points really really just was present across the whole ground was taking marks in defense as he does every week was winning hit outs like how can you describe him he's a beast of a human and he didn't look that hindered at all is this a man we have to get into our teams no he's a man that i would love to have in my team and i did trade him out when he went down injured but to spend 675k on on a player at this stage of the season, I think is doing, um, it, it, you're making a bit of a, me- a meal out of your team. You're going to shoot yourself in the foot eventually just because it's so much cash. And there's no guarantees he won't miss another week. He may get rested as the season gets, gets condensed again. So it's a really difficult one. And if you have the spare cash left over from when you, you know, maybe you traded him out or you trade a kneel out, you know, by all means, spend that money and get him in. But He's just an option who is just a little bit too expensive, I think, to to really go after. Unless he's your last position you want to fill up and you can downgrade you know, three fattened uh, rookies to get him in. But apart from that, I, I don't think I'd be spending the the money on him. Break-even's still 165. I, I agree that probably not investing in him at this stage, but that might be me personal bias because I've, traded him out and then traded him in and then traded him out again. So <laughs> maybe that's just my bias. But another Ruckman plays for your mob. Patch wanted me to bring him up. He couldn't be here today. $507,000. Ben McAvoy has... What's going on? It's almost like when he's playing in the Ruck, he's good at being a Ruckman. Although against Essendon, he was taking intercept marks all over the place. Yeah, he was... Um... I couldn't figure out his exact role on the weekend because he he did attend some you know center bounces and and play that cat, you know normal ruckman role, but at the same time he was on the halfback flank intercepting everything. Um, every single time Essendon tried to put it on Tip and Woody's head in the in the first half, he was just there to to mop that up and uh, surprisingly uses the ball really well for a for a big man. So um, that disposal efficiency is actually relatively high um, for a ruckman, which is great, but. Um, I, I just don't know about bringing him in, even though he's you know pumped out two really good scores in the last two weeks, um, and and the fact that he's only five hundred k, I just don't 
know what his role is at Hawthorne because he's the number one ruck at the club. There's no, you know, no doubts about that. But whether he actually plays the number one ruck is, is I guess up in the air, and and whether that converts into points, I'm just not sure yet because I I can't figure him out, unfortunately. I guess the other question is, who are you trading to him? Are you trading Todd Goldstein to him? Are you trading? I can't even think of other ruckman that people would have that would warrant a trade to him. But I did think I'd just flag him because he has had a really strong performance over the last six weeks. In fact, you could stretch that out all the way to the last sort of nine weeks. He's only had one bad game. So he's putting together a pretty good season, not one that I'm considering. And to be honest, there's only a couple of ruckmen we need to be looking at from here on out. Moving into the forward line, I guess another man that Patch wanted to talk about Joey bloody Danny Danaher. Are we trading out Christian Petrarca straight down to Joe Danaher? Bake that cash, baby. New F1. Oh, you'd be bloody tempted, wouldn't you? He absolutely tore us up in the uh, in the second half and even looked like he was going to fire up in the in the first half. But, God, he's, when he's going, he's an impressive footballer. Tell you what, he, he's been listed as playing, but already the rumours are swirling that he's going to miss. I'm going to assume that he is playing. 103 points. On upon his return, 270k. I'm not going to bring him into my side, but if you had a, I don't know, a, a rookie who was over 300k not playing and you needed a desperate move, I don't, I, I don't totally hate it. I mean, I hate it a lot, but I don't totally hate it. Jordan Dawson, my friend, defense forward, the breakout contender, the man that I said was going to change the planet this year. Well, he, he's started to. He has started to. Yeah, he's been pretty good in his last few weeks. Had a, obviously a nice 110 on the weekend and a few 90s and 120 previously. But, you know, once again, the question marks are over his role, whether he's going to play as a halfback with, with Jakey Lloyd and Callum Mills or if he's going to play, you know, wing to half forward. It's it's a bit un, uh, unsure because he has ch- chopped and changed around a little bit uh, in the second half of this season. I, th- I think I'd hope that they're decided to leave him on that sort of wing pushing forward position where he's sort of been playing but like you've said it you know they change their mind all the time over there at the swans people's roles don't seem to be stuck down but yeah 450k he's cheaper than he was at the start of the season if if you're desperate he is an option one that i will certainly be looking at as someone who is desperate probably probably next week for me probably next week for me Break even still of 73. I'll give him another week to cook. Another guy that I've seen a few people trading in, and this one I don't understand, but Zach Fisher has been on the Twitter sphere. People have been looking at him. I can't get my head around it. He's returned and not, I mean, he's had one bad game out of his four, but he's sort of barely going to get you an 85, I imagine, most weeks. Is there any logic to this that you can see, Foz? Uh, no, I wouldn't be really spending that money on him. I'd probably be looking at, you know, bringing in a Joey Danaher and then upgrading elsewhere because, you know, I'd say that the two of them will score relatively similarly. Like Zach Fisher has already come out in the press and said that, you know, he wants to be a really good small forward for the club and that just spells danger. And, you know, he might, you know, kick a bag one week and score 120, but then the next week he'll have three touches and no score involvements and score 15. So it, it... No, not for me. Another tough one 
that I can't wrap my head around. It's Michael Walters. He was supposed to be the the best primo you could buy in the forward line at the start of the year, but role change, the breakout of... Oh, I can't believe I said that. The breakout of Brayshaw, he's plummeted to 470 grand. He's a forward mid-swing. Is he someone we're taking a pun on at F6 or M8, or are we just steering clear of him this year? You could definitely look at bringing him in. Um, I, I don't think he's uh, an option for you. He could go big and, and have a good game. But, you know, as you said, a role change has come through. Brayshaw, Chera, uh, Sarong are now playing those those midfield minutes and he's not attending any centre bounces. Um, I think that hamstring strain that he that he suffered in, I think it was round eight, um, you know, hurt his chances of, of playing those midfield or getting those midfield minutes that he had earlier in the season. Um, I think they're probably just going to play him as a high half forward and hope he kicks a few goals every week to to really help out Fifey down there. Um, but I don't think he's an option. Yeah, first eight games of the season, he or the of the first eight games of the season, he turned up seven times, and the one he didn't was a ninety-two. And then, as you said, injured and came back, he's pumped out a sixty, a ninety-three, and an eighty-two. And they're not numbers I that are enticing enough for me. Clearly something's happened to him and I'll stick clear and reassess for next year, I suspect. All right, Foz, we've talked about, you know, primos that people should be targeting, maybe some underpriced options. We've talked about rookies as well and how to tackle rank. Let's talk league, mate, because there's some different tactics to apply for league here. Yeah, there are. It's it's a slightly different approach. Obviously, everyone who's playing league and are still in finals contention have the buy this week. So um, you're not really looking to bring in any, you know, trade out those premiums that have, have the buy this week and, and playing next week and, and things like that. You're, you're probably just holding firm. There are people who will consolidate and potentially trade out those Collingwood and Richmond players who um, have the buy next week just to really load up on, on premiums available uh, for that best twenty, uh, best eighteen out of your twenty two selected, um, but apart from that, there really isn't any um, anything you can do for league. It's just I guess sit and wait and, and hope for the best and hope none of your premiums get injured this week. Yeah, fix injury injuries. I really like the idea of trading. I'm not sure who you'd have that you could trade out, but I really like the idea of moving on some of those Richmond, maybe a Dustin Martin and Collingwood players to um, take advantage of that next round of finals if you're through. I think that's a solid piece of advice. I think that's a little pearl you've dropped there, mate. Oh, thanks. Like, I just, you know, don't play for, for league that often myself. I just have the philosophy that if your team's good enough in, in rank, it'll do well in league as well. But, you know, if, if you know, some people are in cash leagues and a fair bit of money on the line, so they're, they're really motivated to, to pump out really big scores in finals. I love it, mate. I love it, mate. We got anything else that we need to cover off on this? It's a relatively short little podcast, but we need to get it out before uh, before Tuesday so people can use it to plan ahead. As the round's already starting. Yeah, well, it's uh, they're coming thick and fast again. You got to be right on your toes, and um, a lot of people in the community set alarms every day just to to check teams and make sure that you know a bloke isn't laid out or you've. You've loopholed, you know, Bailey Williams as your captain when he's actually playing and, and things like that. So you, you just got to be on your toes a bit in the next, you know, week to 10 days. Yeah. Now, stay tuned to community. We're going to be doing on jockreynolds.com.au. We'll be doing our daily articles for the Festival of Fantasy again. I guess the Fest has already started, but it was a normal round 
as far as normal rounds go this year. So we didn't need to do dailies over the weekend. So keep an eye out on the website for daily articles. Also head to puntlife.store slash collection slash jock dash Reynolds or just go to puntlife.store and look at Jock Reynolds merch. We've got a bunch of new merch up, a bunch of themed merch with different team colours, different logos. There's long sleeves, there's bloody jumpers, there's T-shirts, there's everything there. Head there, puntlife.store, and let us know what teams we should post next. Foz, I think we've even got some Hawthorne stuff up there for you, mate. Yeah, I'm going to have to get someone order, get ready for the, the big final series that are coming up. That's coming up for the Hawkers. <laughs> Thanks for joining me today, Foz. You're a beautiful human and you provide a great insight into the world of uh, Supercoach. I actually didn't realise how good you were, so I'm glad we did get you on. <laughs> Oh, thanks, Slick. You know, I, I think I beat you in a, a finals in a, one of the leagues over the weekend. So I was pretty wouldn't happy. Been with that, hard, but... Wouldn't have been hard. Wouldn't have been hard. I was a bit. I was a bit surprised. I got any league wins. To be honest, I had a pretty poor week. <laughs> yeah, we don't need to talk about our own personal victories or successes on this pod. Thank you for joining us, mate. Shout out to you. Where can people find you on the socials? Uh, you can find me, I think, FozDaddySC on Twitter um, and just on the Jock Reynolds uh, Instagram. It's it's still there and it's still operating, so just check it out there. What a great job you do, community. That'll do us. Make sure to check your teams every day. Make sure to check the announcements every day and make sure to check for those laid outs before all the early lockouts. Thank you for joining us. Go Blues. Go Hawks.